shining a light on autism and life as an autistic person. Welcome to My Friend Autism, a podcast breaking down barriers, stigma and misconceptions around autism while increasing understanding and acceptance of the autistic community. And now, here's your neurodivergent host, Orion Kelly. Welcome, my friend. Autism. Uh, I'm Orion Kelly, that autistic guy. I'm all about helping you raise your level of understanding, acceptance, and appreciation of the autistic community. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, welcome. You're in. Done. Catch you later. <laughs> Just you, When you subscribe to the YouTube channels, you become a part of a community. Right? You can comment, live stream, all those kind of things. And that's what I'm getting at. That's really all I've got to say about that. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Hey, I want to give you a, a, just a, a quick heads up. You know, there's, there's something strange about my my throat today. Um, and there's two options. You know, I just don't, I just don't give you um, what I promise I give you or I give you what I promise I give you um, and it just is a bit different or weird. So that, that's what I've chosen because <laughs> that's me. It's my life. Um, yeah, my throat. It's just strange today. You know, I think it's stress. I always, one of the first things to go when I'm like really stressed for some reason is my, my voice. And I think that's because it's the thing I need the most. I don't know. I've been stressed, man. I've had a stressed out week and my voice is paying the price. But I'm still here and that's what counts. And you are too. And that's even better. So let's get to it, my friends. And by the way, thank you for listening to my podcast. If you're just listening to it, wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you for watching. If you're watching and listening on my dedicated video podcast, YouTube channel, Orion Kelly Podcast. Appreciate it. Thank you. You mean a lot to me. So I, I just want to make that clear. Tonight, tonight, this morning, yesterday, next week, 2050. Either way, we are talking on this podcast or is it in it? Is it on the podcast or is it in the podcast? This is I never understand this. Should I say on the podcast or in the podcast? I'm not joking when I say put this in the comments. I'm legitimate. Because if I'm in it, then that makes sense because you're, you're consuming it, right? But if I'm on it, then that means there's something beneath me and therefore are you listening to two podcasts and I'm just drowning out what you're actually trying to listen to because I'm on it. <clears throat> I don't know. We're going to explore the topic, my friends, and you may already be traumatized by my intro. We're going to explore the topic of trauma and autism. We're going to unpack the relationship between not PTSD, but CPTSD and autism. We better establish, though, some groundwork here, okay? Let's, let's just get a general understanding of trauma in a CPTSD context. Like I do in all my videos and podcasts. When we talk about these types of things that I would class as medically diagnosed conditions, illnesses, whatever you want to put, what words on it. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a healthcare practitioner. I'm not a psychologist. I'm just an autistic guy sharing my experiences and my thoughts on topics related to autism. 
this video podcast, this audio podcast, this whatever is not a diagnostic tool. If it triggers stuff and you want to talk about it with someone, go and see your GP or family doctor. What is CPTSD as opposed to PTSD? I think it's important we dis- distinguish between the two. So we're focusing on CPTSD. All right, so let's start off with a basic working definition of PTSD, so post-traumatic stress disorder. This is a medically diagnosed psychiatric condition that can occur in people who have experienced severe trauma and fail to recover after that traumatic event. PTSD causes certain places or situations to trigger memories of that trauma, often leading to intense physical and mental reactions. Those with PTSD tend to avoid the known triggers and become more conservative in their daily behaviours. All right. So from what I can gather, it's based around PTSD, is based around an event. In general terms, a single individual traumatic event. Okay. Now let's talk about CPTSD. Complex post-traumatic stress disorder. This is a medically diagnosed psychiatric condition with different potential causes and related symptoms to PTSD. So classic PTSD, as we said, is a result of a single traumatic event. While conversely, CPTSD is generally developed over many years from repeated traumas. Not a single event, repeated traumas. Now, I'm just giving you basic examples. This can include things like continuous abuse, continuous family violence. People are at a higher risk of developing CPTSD if they experience the traumas from childhood, so from early in life, or if the traumas are perpetrated by someone close to them. Okay. Now, in addition to all the PTSD symptoms, CPTSD symptoms can also include emotional dysregulation, negative self-cognitions, and interpersonal hardship. So a person with CPTSD, that didn't make any sense, a person with CPTSD may also experience constant anger or distrust of the world, intense feelings of emptiness, and consistent difficulties remaining calm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I experienced that too. It's, I think, isn't that autism? There's a difference. This, this is what's, you know, I'm, I'm being smart, but you get what I'm saying, right? So CPTSD and autism. This, I find this a fascinating conversation, and that's what this is, a conversation. See, you can go, well, hang on, if you're autistic, you're born autistic, right? You can only be born autistic. You can't acquire it later in life. Don't catch it. So you're born autistic. And from an earlier early age, so from childhood, like we talked about in CPTSD, because you're different, you experience many years of repeated traumas from continuous childhood abuse, bullying, whatever you want to talk about. 
It could even be from your own family and friends, from the world around you, right? So being, simply being born autistic, it is almost a given, a guarantee. I would go as far as to say, I, I don't believe there is an autistic person on the planet who hasn't experienced and lived through repeated traumas of one kind or another from childhood simply for being autistic, for being different. That's my opinion. So let's talk about the two of them. Let's get CPSD and autism and have a conversation. So while CPSD and autism share similar symptoms or traits, sorry, some people um, would prefer the word traits on the surface, the root cause is very different. Autism, as we know, is a neurodevelopmental condition. You're born with it. So it, you come into the world autistic or not. As we've well and truly worked out, CPTSD is a condition that develops post-birth over a long period of time in response to prolonged trauma. Now, both autistic people and those with CPTSD may, I always feel like I say this in like seven different ways, but you know what I'm saying. We, we may share a reduced interest in social interactions, but they're going to be for different reasons. So a person with CPTSD, as we know, may withdraw socially due to a fear and distrust of others based on the repeated traumas. Autistic people, on the other hand, we may not see, see the point, the benefit, the reason, the justification for even interacting socially. This might be due to our challenges and our differences in social communication and interaction and also our priorities in the world, in, the world, in life. What? Sorry, what, what, you want me to go to a room of people and just, just chit-chat about nothing? No, I'm not going to do that. That's ridiculous. Right? As opposed to I can't do that because of the prolonged trauma I've experienced. So these are two very, very different but legitimate reasons. But that's, that's one way of identifying a difference. Not that I'm saying there aren't connections. I'm just saying that let's start with some differences. Autistic people can also experience difficulties in identifying, processing, and sharing emotions with others due to our brain, our autistic brain. It's different. Well, people with CPTSD may simply avoid sharing or showing emotions due to a distrust, a distrust of others, right? Due to that repeated trauma from early in life. And sometimes they just do it out of an intense shame or guilt. So we can, we can see differences here. Both autistic people and those with CPTSD can experience sensory sensitivities. Now, let's talk about it from a CPTSD point of view and the amygdala, right? So this kind of caveman reflex, right? The, the you are going to be attacked and die, this caveman there, everything around you wants to kill you. And the amygdala there, based on, really, we, we still have a, a caveman brain with regards to this kind of fight, flight, freeze, and amygdala response. We don't need it, though, uh, to the extent. Anyway, as someone with CPSD, the amygdala remains in hyper alert in the aftermath of the trauma. And why? Well, it's in hyper alert in the aftermath of repeated traumas because it's trying to protect you from future traumas, obviously. Now, this might sound like autism. Autistic people can experience this, as in a hypersensitive 
amygdala, an amygdala that seems to never shut up or relax or go away. It's constantly pumping us with stress hormones, cortisol, all that kind of stuff, right? Okay, fair enough. But the thing is, is this down to protecting us from trauma? Or is it down to our hypersensitivities and our anxieties around those hypersensitivities, around those sensory sensitivities, around the known challenges we have? Again, a conversation. Difficulties with sleep could be a shared challenge for autistic people and those with CPSD. Well, that would make sense. We know autistic people have sleep difficulties. Sleep disturbances through the roof. There are thousands. I've done, I mean, I've done a video on my primary channel, Ryan Kelly, that autistic guy, literally recently about all the sleep disturbance issues faced by autistic people. It's a big list. That's a given. So it's accepted. We know from the science, from the, the video I did, is, was heavily researched. We know that sleep problems are widely experienced by autistic people. It's, it's in many terms a scientifically proven trait. On the other hand, for a person with CPTSD, sleep difficulties are often triggered by the trauma, which then causes things like nightmares and broken sleep. One thing is linked to a, a known diagnosed disability, and the other is linked to the prolonged periods of trauma. Either way... We both share sleep difficulties. I've got, I want to talk about trauma and autistic people, but I just want to quickly, because you definitely, I mean, the answer, if you're saying, well, hang on, are you saying you can't be both? You can be both. I'm not trying to say you can't. I just want to go through it bit by bit. So some other classic autistic signs and traits that are not typical in a person with CPSD may include developmental milestones being met late or out of order, intense interest or fixation, on one or a handful of topics, special interests, passions. And also, we obviously love talking about those, right? We can hyper-focus on those for a long period of time. Challenges of social interaction and communication, verbal and nonverbal cues, we kind of get that, the body language, that kind of stuff, taking things literally. Autistic people can often have co-occurring conditions. So you may have CPTSD and no other co-occurring conditions. Autistic people tend to have, if not one, some various co-occurring conditions. But can you have both? Well, like I said, yes. The possibility of both conditions is 100% real. Now, let's, let's talk about that. So autistic people are at an increased risk of abuse and other issues and traumas in our life. And therefore, we may be all likely to develop PTSD or CPTSD in response. You know what? This is a fascinating discussion when you think about it. So an autistic person is, from the very start, is born different. There's nothing about us. Like, I mean, our parents, carers, teachers, family members, what's the deal? Like, why, is, why is your kid like that? Like, it's very early. Why is parenting so hard? Why won't my baby sleep? Why does my baby cry all the time? Why won't my baby wear these clothing? items or eat these types of foods or do this or do that or you know what I mean it's from a very early age it's all about deficits differences wrong things bad things 
And, you know, parents will, I'm one of those parents, you know, will bring it up. Not, we're not trying to be malicious. It's like, why won't my kid, why won't my kids sleep? What's, why is this parenting stuff so hard? So if, you, if you're born into that from the very start, it's clearly, so we can already, I think we can say it's a given. You're clearly going to, the clock, the, the clock of prolonged trauma over a long period of time pretty much starts when you are born. So for an autistic person, I can totally see CPTSD as a real and very possible result and condition of simply being autistic. Not to mention, when you think about our life as autistic people, based on those, the scenario I've just said, which results in prolonged traumatic events, don't you think that there's a chance that along the way, one of those traumatic events in the series can be significant, severe enough that that one particular traumatic event can be a PTSD trigger? As in, don't need all of them. Don't need lots. This one alone. This one alone. This is, this is all you need. So, and, and then the conversation is, so what you're saying is that you can have both. There's, do you see what, this is where, see trauma, trauma is a complex conversation for neurodivergent people. The first thing is because, as we said, it's traumatic. Maybe not once, like if, let's say, you know, you're ostracized or bullied or harassed or discriminated against once, right? It's like, you know, life's hard, mate. Suck it up, you'll, you'll be right. You know, that's, that's normal. But if it happens every day, you know, regularly, from when you were born, for as early as you can remember, to current day, like every day life is hard for you because of these types of discriminations and isolations and being treated badly or differently or whatever, being, you know, being ostracized and all those kind of things, then you can see that that, will, that prolonged sense of experiencing those events can easily, can easily manifest into a type of trauma. So uh, let's, for the conversation's sake, we'll break it down. So for starters, let's say you're an autistic kid because I talk about CPSD being something that, you know, predominantly can occur uh, repeatedly. It's, sorry, this headphone in my hair looks ridiculous. Uh, we're all fixed. For the people just listening, I took my headphones off and I put them back on. Um, you're a kid, you're autistic, you're going to experience trauma. You are. Because of the way you're treated. And you might go, what do you mean? Trust me, autistic kids, they are treated by autistic kids, by teachers and by the parents of their autistic kids really badly. And, you know, some is conscious, some is subconscious. It's irrelevant. They're still being treated like that. That is constant trauma. And it, it flows on. And then you reach adulthood and you realise it doesn't get any easier or better. It's bad. All right. Let's flip it. I had a video conversation on my, on my YouTube channel, my primary YouTube channel, where I spoke with another amazing autistic YouTuber from the UK, Yo Sambi Sam. Right? We talked about trauma, had a good conversation. I really appreciated it and enjoyed it. And the reason is because we thought, and you can go check it out, we thought, you know what, stuff this, let's tell the truth. Being autistic can be a life of trauma. But being the parent of an autistic child or the parent of a neurodivergent child 
can be trauma, can be traumatic. And in my experience, and this has got nothing to do with the autistic child, just the experience. In my experience as an autistic person with an autistic child, I feel, honestly and truly, the experience of that, that parenting experience being so different has caused trauma. Has caused PTSD. I'm not trying to offend anyone. I'm certainly not trying to offend my own child because I was that child too, right? So then I'm saying I've done that to my parents. The point I'm saying is I reckon it can, it can, be, it can be that significant. Now, the conversation we had, and by we I mean me, with your Sandy Sam, she actually shared an experience where you know, their child, the young child, was experiencing a lot of different issues. One was, I think, really bad reflux. And they went to a, to a hospital and, and eventually, as part of that admission for the child, the baby, medical staff actually approached them and said, you know, going through the experiences you've gone through with your child, as in your child was experiencing so many challenges that, that, that other children don't experience in such a small space of time, and that had such an impact on the family, not just the child who's important, but the family with regards to, to the, the sleep and the exhaustion and, and the, all the different experiences of caring for a family and a, and a child who has more challenges than, say, other kids do. We believe that has caused you diagnosable trauma. And as a result of that, we feel it's our duty as healthcare practitioners to not only seek to, you know, to treat and, and you know, resolve the issues your baby's facing, but to also provide some sort of treatment or therapy for you. In other words, the experience of, the experience of you as a parent, parenting a child who had far more challenges or issues or obstacles to overcome than other children, than their peers, has an actual impact, not a metaphorical impact, like a diagnosable form of trauma impact. Now, again, this is a conversation. This isn't, this isn't anything more than just that. And I think this is where trauma can be really complicated for neurodivergent people. We get caught up in this idea that, oh, yeah, well, you have one massive event, one huge traumatic event, which, is, which for people that experience it is something that no one wants to go through. I mean, these people have, have gone through absolutely unthinkable, horrific traumatic events that have changed them forever. And that's horrible. And that's PTSD. Okay. And, you know, that's, man. And then you have this, this other scenario of the complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So this CPTSD with talks about prolonged periods of trauma. And then you think, this can, this can really manifest in many different ways through my life as an autistic person, as a child, as a young adult, as a parent, as a partner. As an employee, the list goes on, right? Do you, do you understand where I'm coming from here? Because oh, again, this podcast, I think, is probably more of a conversation starter, a discussion starter, a 
thought bubble conversation because I think it's really important sometimes just to say things that maybe people think you're not supposed to say. Like, are you like, hang on a second. What you're saying is parenting an autistic child gave you CPTSD. You're saying you basically got diagnosed trauma just from parenting an autistic kid. That's what you're saying? Because that's bloody horrible. What are you blaming the kid, are you? Oh, it's all the kid's fault. Oh, how horrible an autistic kid. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the truth. I'm saying the truth. If you're a human being and you're parenting someone, that's the thing, right? Okay, well, let's, let's step back. Have you ever heard the situation where, like, so, you know, my wife or I, um, you know, you grieve the fact that you don't have a, a child who, who is just, just bloody does the stuff that other kids do. Can't you just go and play with other kids? Can you go out to the backyard and, and let us stay inside? Even if we look through the window, can we, you know, can you just, can you just do this? Can you just do that? It's the wrong thing. It's wrong, but you, you have that, you know, that grieving. So if you are, if you are those parents that are parenting a child and you might not even know the reasons, there might not be a diagnosis. You might not have the ability, the, the, the means, the, um, even the insight. But you know that nothing is easy. Everything is a challenge. They have many issues and challenges. And you're desperately trying to help them as a little person. But nothing works. And no one knows. And no one's helping you. And you're alone. And you just don't get it. And you just want them to have their best life. But it, it, you can't find a way to make that happen. And you're stuck in, in what my wife and I would call War-like conditions, not real war conditions, clearly. War-like conditions, which is, in effect, fight, sleep, fight, sleep. Now, the fighting is parenting, as in the battle of parenting a neurodivergent child or a child who experiences many challenges on many issues that their peers do not. Battling, parenting, sleep, parenting, sleep. It's, it's war-like conditions. There's nothing in between. There's... Run, there's no like self-care stuff or relaxing stuff or you know doing stuff it's just it's it's two things battle sleep battle sleep battle sleep now that clearly is going to come at a cost so again this isn't this this i don't actually care if people like or not like this it doesn't it doesn't face me i'm just having a discussion so i'm parking the idea that me as an autistic kid or you know an autistic kid um, yeah, they have challenges and issues and we want to do our best to improve their quality of life, to help them achieve their, the best possible outcome in life. Yes, but also we're bloody humans. We're bloody humans and we want the same bloody thing. And how are we going to do that? Well, we can't. We're not going to. Right? And then it just it becomes, it becomes that cycle, that repeated cycle, right? And they can be, they can be leading to repeated experiences, which could be traumatic potentially, which can lead to the idea that being an autistic person will cause you repeated trauma to develop something like CPTSD, or in addition to that, both, and then going on to be the parent of an autistic child could also achieve that. And we know there are medical professionals in some countries in Europe that actually acknowledge that. Parenting a child who is having significant or repeated or regular challenges and issues that their peers aren't is going to impact you. 
and a significant diagnosable level where other parents just think, how good's this? How easy is life? You have a kid, they just do their thing, leave you alone. Like, can you tell your kid, oh, can you just go to your room for some quiet time? Can you do that? I can't do that. That doesn't happen. Like, do you have any control on your life as a parent? Do you? Really? I don't. And if I did, all I'm really doing is punishing my child for being different. So it is, it is extraordinary, the discussion to be had in this, in this idea of trauma and autism. And I guess the reason why I wanted to discuss this is because there is a relationship between being different, being autistic, being neurodivergent, and developing CPTSD. But I think also we can look at things in a way that isn't appropriate and therefore talking about it, seeing the difference between PTSD, CPTSD, autism, manifestations, I think is really important too. Hopefully this discussion has provided you with the types of insights, but more importantly, the thought starters and the discussions in your own head you can have with other people. Maybe it's helped you to understand your, you know, where you are as a parent of an autistic child or where you are as an autistic person you know, and, and makes you feel, I don't know, a little less alone or more seen or maybe you're just bloody angry at me for saying such horrible things. Oh, well, I don't apologise for that. I'm not, I didn't say horrible things. I just told the truth and based on my own experiences and opinions. Either way, <laughs> what do you want me to say? My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. Join the conversation now by following Orion Kelly on Facebook. As always, I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to my podcast, to watch my podcast, to check out my content. My YouTube channels, Orion Kelly, That Autistic Guy, and Orion Kelly Podcasts are there to help you and help others hopefully raise your level of understanding, acceptance, and appreciation of the autistic community. I, as always, am super grateful for you taking the time to do that. So thank you so much. It means everything to me. If you want to say hi, you can always email me. Go to my website, orionkelly.com.au. Until my next video podcast, thank you so much for watching and listening. And we'll talk soon. You've been listening to My Friend Autism with Orion Kelly. To join the conversation, get in touch with Orion and binge all the podcasts, blogs and videos, visit orionkelly.com.au.